So we just uh, watched Motherless Brooklyn, uh, Edward Norton's uh, debut written uh, uh, screenplay effort, second directorial, and uh, obviously starred in uh, throughout the entire movie. So it's absolutely uh, his film throughout, like through and through. Uh, let's go around and get first takes. Colin, you want to try? Um. I've got a lot to say about the film. Um, I guess I think I'll start uh, positive in the sense that um, I thought <laughs> I recognised a lot of the people in the film. Uh, <laughs> no, but as in as in, it had a great cast, um, <clears throat> and a, a few of them did a fair bit with what they were given, um, and I think that's a credit to them. Um, there's a lot more to talk about. Um, but just my initial thoughts there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great cast. Yeah. Initially speaking quite broadly, like we always do. Um, I really liked the feel of the film. And what I mean by that is I'm, I'm obviously a fan of the genre, but I mean, I kind of liked the rich color palette that was portrayed in a lot of the scenes, a lot of the dreamlike kind of sequences it was really like a beautiful portrayal of Brooklyn and of wider New York City. And I think it had a great um, soundtrack and score, which um, I think just having a brief look on the Wikipedia page was actually nominated at the Academy Awards for the score, which I agree the score was lovely and makes sense to me. Um, yeah. So I'd say, yeah, the overall aesthetic of the film was a big positive <clears> for me in that just uh, from a, yeah, from a sense <clears> standpoint, it was quite an enjoyable experience. I'm sure we'll get deeper into the plot and whatnot again yeah i thought the acting was good for the most part um and i'm a fan of that genre so i was actually quite eager to watch that film and i have i'm glad i've seen it now but i'm sure we'll get deeper after wanna, dan gives his initial thoughts yeah i want to come back to it let's i want to come as a couple of the things you said then mm-hmm. yeah it's normally what we do <laughs> um if i get my rating now can i just like sit out of the pod just like give it a four now and i don't have to pass <laughs> well um, there was like there was like three things about the movie that I liked, and then there was like a, f- a few hundred that I didn't. Um, I thought you start with things you liked. Of course, Dan just goes straight into yeah. the aggressive. Like all of us would be oh, like, yeah, no, yeah. but I'm, yeah, let's yeah, keep positive to start with, and then like, get into it. I can even brutal on Starship Trooper. Like the fuck is this? I'm just given like a rough early take. I mean, I can talk about the few things I like. But that was better or... than the Godfather. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think I might save a few things I like for later. Um, yeah, didn't like it. Look, <laughs> real bad. Obviously, it's not a good sign when the first, <laughs> com- when the first comment was like, great cast. You know, yes, it's, it's exactly. Not, it's not the first take you want, but I agree with a lot of the sentiments Stefan said. Like, it, it knew its genre and it aimed really high. I don't think it, it followed through on, on a lot of the execution. And I don't know if it's because Edward Norton was trying to do too much or if they're like just some of the idea, creative ideas weren't there. But um, you could see flashes of mm. the things that make those noir films great. And those moments, I was like, this like, cool. But yeah, it does fall short and some of the plot points were predictable and there was like, you know, some elements that definitely could have been better. Yeah, so I think I just want to jump on. I think the noir point is the point that we got to. It's it's that's what we got to talk about. The, you know, the majority of it, and it's interesting that Sands chosen two noir films, and uh, with Chinatown, of course, and um, obviously a genre that you like, um, Zan. I think a genre that we all like. And interesting, Stefan, that you mentioned that you you like some of those aspects of the film because I actually found. <clears throat> 
I actually found it to be, and I have a final point that I'll get to, but I just want to raise a couple of things first, is that I found it actually to be quite inconsistent. There was, for example, there were, it, almost like they didn't have enough time or they didn't put enough effort into <laughs> doing it. But there's, you know, they, they'd have those, when they do those cuts and you'd see the bridge, the Brooklyn Bridge, I assume. Not that I'm from... It's the Brooklyn Bridge. It's the Brooklyn Bridge. And they have this very noir look at it. It's very stylized. It's almost like... Um, it was almost like Sin City or something. Almost. It's like the cartoonish. They, yeah, like, they made it cartoonish. Low angle kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But that was the only time Super they saturated. did... Super saturated. That was the only time they did anything really like that. They didn't bring that into any of the actual scenes. It was only used in these cuts. And to me, that kind of made me take it... That made me sort of uh, come out of the film a bit. Um, the music was very good. And I think the music uh, played to the noir aspect, aspects of it excellently. Other aspects such as the, the blinking of the eyes, you know, through the camera lens, um, the blurring of the, like the blurring of, um, regaining consciousness things. and stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. And good when they were good when they were done in certain circumstances where, I mean, I think the blinking, like, like as a visual is a bit like overplayed, but like necessary in a noir and it's, it's sort of homage at some degree, but some aspects of it just like weren't earned. Like when he's on the phone call, when he's listening to the initial, um, the initial meet um, with Will Smith, uh, sorry, <laughs> um, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis character, and they've like blurred out the faces, and it's obviously just because they want to add a slight delay to the realization of who these characters were, mm. but there's no like insane reason for that blurring to occur. So it's just kind of, <laughs> it's just yeah. kind of. It's just kind of abstract and like... My, yeah, my read on that was because he's on, he's on the phone yes, and hearing voices he doesn't know, so there's yeah. no face to it. That is true. That is true, definitely. But but we've seen aspects of the scene through Bruce Willis already, so it's like... Yeah. It's not like it's just purely through uh, Brooklyn or... What's his actual name? Um, Lewin? Lionel. Lionel. It's not like it's just purely through Lionel's perspective, so I feel like that was a bit contrived. And I think the point that it sort of... That it made me want to question here is... Is it possible now that we're in 2020 to still do good films set in like the 30s and 40s? Because it's just too clear. Like the, the film, it mm. just doesn't give you the vibe of like a Chinatown because the cinematography is too crisp. Like the cars <laughs> look too bright. Like it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel authentic to me. I'm sorry, so, I thought you already gave me rating and you were sitting this one out. <laughs> Fuck. So that raised an initial point that I want to make is that you raised so much to talk about this end, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. jump in. Yeah. So um, good movies, but particularly good noir movies, like you're drawn into the landscape mm. and whatever you want, to, like the the mise Like you feel like you're part of it, and particularly like Leon, even though it's not necessarily a noir film, but obviously set in the same location. Like you feel like you're in the streets, and it's like really drags you in and really evocative. This one, and I think it was just because it was poorly written why you didn't quite make the jump as opposed to necessarily good film like it, the only element of the scenery felt like the cars like mm. that that felt age sure and there was lots of 50s cars but the rest of it like i never felt deeply in it and yeah. it felt like i was really a part of it and i think it was just because it was a poor script mm. maybe that's what I'm... Yeah. and it, it's it's um it's pretty difficult to make a film set where it was set and not to make you feel part of it. Yes. Because it's just yes. really easy to do. Mm. And it just wasn't really done. I agree with that. You, f- you felt more like you were watching a movie yeah. than, it was something, than you were watching something happening in New York City. But picking up, I I'm not too interested with Connor's question, to be honest, because I think the answer is yes. But, um, but like, well, what's, what's raised a good a lot noir of, set in the 40s that we've seen recently? Uh, Gangster Squad. I haven't seen that. I don't know what that is. Okay. Yeah. I thought, like, 
like it's not noir, but like Mank kind of like takes you into that time period. Yeah, Mank well. is a great example too. It's black and white though, right? It's a bit of a cheat. But like, I mean, is that a bit of a cheat? Like you just asked no. me. No, I'm saying, is there any, noir, you were like, are there any techniques to like do It this? makes you feel so immersed in that yeah. time in Mank. Yeah. I, I think it's that's a good example. And I, don't, I don't think it's exactly just the black and white as well. I think it's like they chose like specific like film ratio. It's everything. It's how the doors close on the cars. It's everything. Yeah, I think it's an interesting question, but I think a good script could do it. Yeah, I think the answer is just... Definitely, yes. But Connor raised a lot of other things that are interesting. Um, the, I agree with you that like, um, it felt like there was a list of features that go into a noir film and Edward Norton had just been like, we have to tick these off. And, and, like, the yeah. and there was these random like isolated scenes that used them. And I agree with you. And there's other scenes where it just felt, felt like you're watching a normal movie. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was like, the the yeah, scenes of, the scenes them. of the bridge and stuff were definitely meant to be distinguished from the rest of the film, but it just didn't fit properly, so it stood out like too much to the point where it was just like, I'm like is this scene meant to mean something? It's like the scene where he falls back into the water. Like, is yeah. it meant to mean more than what it does, or are you overanalyzing and then you're like, well, maybe I'm underanalyzing? To me, it was just like the the elements of the noir genre weren't used. It was piecemeal, yeah, and Definitely. yeah, and I, I and I didn't like that aspect of it. Um, the the scenes, but I do think there were scenes that were like very richly noir, like the scene when he's in the jazz bar, and even the, the one of the three things I like. Yeah, <laughs> even the composition of the scene, how it's like very symmetrical and like it's not their dialogue talking; it's like a wider <laughs> shot. I really liked those shots, and I think it like kind of said uh, echoing what kind of said it had, it had moments that were really, really good and elements of it that, but it, it just suffered because it had an obvious plot. It had scenes mm. where it showed you information that you could have picked up on just by watching the film up to that point, yeah. which obviously Chinatown, yes. Chinatown does fantastically. So to me, it was just like, it's a 10 year or something passion project for Edward Norton. And it just felt like, did he have too much time for this? I just think like, he's not talented at writing. It might be. I don't. I don't know if he's written anything else, or I haven't watched anything else. I don't think that he's written. But yeah, I just felt like maybe this. This might have been a good film if Edward Norton starred in it, in the same role that he did, and someone else wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I. I mean, I don't like Edward Norton, but I can see the appeal of him as an actor, sure. And I think there are roles that are worth offering. But I just. It's like the star sports player that wants to coach the team but has no coach ability. Like he just can't write. That movie was just awfully written. Do you want it to go was, script it was, or? It, was, yeah. it was awfully written, but I don't think you can lay all the errors of the film at the script's feet. <laughs> there were so many things wrong with it. <laughs> no, um, just like, yeah, I think just to the best summary of the problems of the film were just that, like, it aimed so high, and Chinatown is, like, like obviously, that's, it's not the exact same story, but it's like, that's what, kind of what it's aiming at. If you're going to do a noir film, that's kind of what you're I mean, yeah, it was actually, and then actually, it, now that you say and that. Then it, and then it just like, it's going to miss the mark and like, it, sometimes it missed it like more often, like wider. I mean, and then like, sometimes it was closer and it was better, but there were still like misses throughout. I, can't, I don't know if it's because my mind didn't like the film, but it didn't want to associate it with Chinatown at all. So I didn't really think about <laughs> yeah. it. But just now that you realise that the story is... In terms of it's like you know oh the the you know the corrupt under, um, yeah, yeah, underbody yeah. of the of the bureaucracy bureaucratic system. Mate, everyone on IMDb was like, "This is the homage to Chinatown." Yeah, yeah, it's basically yeah. the exact same sort of like, uh, you know pollution. Uh, yes, well, I was re- <coughs> issue at the corner. Well, I was reading um, just before, just very briefly, to send on Wikipedia, and it was like the novel that this is based on. Um, it's it's very different from the novel. That's point one. But point two is that the original novel deals a lot more with the issues of institutional racism, political corruption, and basically 
presents the idea that like New York is actually built on a bed of those two things and this is how they still exist today. Mm. Whilst he obviously was taking it to a little bit of direction, he's introduced certain characters that weren't in the book and stuff. But I'm just like, maybe that's why it didn't feel like it hit the same. So the main distinction to me was that the political operatives and stuff in Chinatown are so intertwined with the actual story that's happening that you can't separate the two. But in this, I was—I constantly felt like I was watching a film that was trying to be this genre, and then these isolated characters that weren't properly ingrained in the story, and that distinction for me just made it a poor film. I, I agree. I still do not really understand the great gravitas of the fact that she was his daughter. Like, I mean, I understand it like conceptually, yeah. but like, I don't think it was yeah. as—I yeah. don't think it was as they fundamental. Yeah, as, well, it didn't mean anything you know, to what was happening. As they play it out at the end. And again, it gets to my point that Edward Norton is an awful writer. He's, he's done adaptive writing. He's not written a story. That's fine. Plenty of people do adaptive writing. But the key skill in adaptive writing is picking what to keep in and what mm. to leave out. And, and I would argue the, the institutional wrong. racism probably would have made yeah. that a more interesting <laughs> movie. Yeah, and it would have played off the like hit the the, the, the daughter twist yeah, a lot more. Of course, like, she's like, black. He's like well established as a racist, and then has this like black daughter. It's just like well hit. Like, and then you play and you go backwards from there. Now, yeah, now um, it's quite aggressively a plot element. It's like Jaws, which I raised because we talked about it the other day, and I know it well. Like in the book, there's a whole mafia element to it, and the directors who told the scriptwriter who was the author what to do were like get rid of the mafia crap I'm not doing that movie like it has no purpose and it's like even though that can be interesting stuff it just didn't suit their movie mm. yeah and I mean obviously Ed Norton can make whatever movie he wants to make and it still works with the guy wanting to get the beaches over yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's plenty of other stuff but so the, the one of the three things I liked about the movie was um, as a plot device the fact that pretending to be a news reporter people will spill their guts to you mm. that was good yeah I that was that. good yeah that particularly Agreed. in the modern era where people so like where journalism they, doesn't exist <laughs> exactly where, where Facebook well big tech or particularly social media rather have made so much money out of giving people attention so they'll spill their guts like that is like without with very little verification or authentication people will spill their guts to you so like that's a cool plot device that someone who's an outsider can get on the insider by inside by pretending they're a journal and people will give them all the info that was i liked that how good, um, is it, how good is it how easy it was to pickpocket the little press idea as well yeah initially i was but then like yeah that 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 was cool um yeah, otherwise it's seriously like, it even had the elements of Chinatown where he goes to look at the records yeah. like it literally yeah. like oh. so many of the scenes I was like this is the scene where I think goes, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um what do we think about like they never like really call it Tourette's but what do we call what do we think about oh yes yeah. oh, we obviously have to talk about oh, yeah. I've got a lot of this sorry oh, yeah. like, I've got a lot of, of this one of the I think like the things I like most about the noir things is like the protagonist was always that kind of quick witted smooth talking like get himself into these trouble like like these tight yeah. spots but then somehow always gets himself out of it type yeah. of thing and I feel like Edward Norton's character just kind of lost that element with the yeah you know it's just like it was Problematic, and I hate to use that word because it's so like over the sense, but and not in the case of well, you can't show someone with ableist, or, or yeah. it's ableist or whatever, but just like it was, so it was, it was, was it a swing at an Oscar bait, like oh. sort of you know, the, I mean, like I don't think they even do that anymore, but no. you know, that concept from 20 years ago, I, it's it just they do it still to add they, something that's like you know, oh, this character has well, a tick and they, it, it's they, a little tick in, book, in this sense. In the book, he has Tourette's as well, though. Okay, yeah, but they actually don't call it Tourette's. But like, nonetheless, yeah, the way he uses it, I think it's exactly what you just said. It's just lazy screenwriting. Okay, yeah, just, that's just added. And it came across to me that Edward Norton's like, I'm a good actor. Yeah. I can do someone oh, with Tourette's. Like, 
and it's going to make my character more endearing. Yeah. It's going to put me better on the Oscars. And it adds tension with there it is was no tension. Totally, one of the things I hated the most about the film. And every time he did it, I wanted to twitch. Like I got a flinch from him having a flinch because I hated it so much. But we have to go back, and it's it's an echo from the uh, noir aspects that were um, sporadically introduced or dropped and introduced. I also felt that despite the fact that it did add tension in some scenes. It was also inconsistent. Yeah. And yeah. to the sense of, it was oh, a fun I wanted to add tension yeah. here, but I don't really need it here. I don't, exactly. So I'm going to drop which it. Is, which is and why it just I just felt in and out. Exactly. Which is why a random disability was so perfect. When I need it, I'll call it in. When Literally I don't, the only I thing the whole film that was interesting was when the jazz music yes, was playing the jazz music. back. And then I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty cool dynamic with it and adds to his character and makes you feel more connected to the character. Every other time that it was used, I felt nothing. I was just like... Shut the fuck up! Like shut the fuck up! Like and and the, I don't the, care. The way it became part of the romance, I was like, fuck yeah, off. yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was. It felt like a cheap way of it. It was like a connection. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was overwritten. It was, yeah, it was nah. Have you got more and more thing, or is that are you speaking about? Uh, not without swearing and raving on, so probably not. Yeah. Um, so the surest sign that I thought the movie was, or that you you can tell, or we might be in danger of a poorly written movie, was the fact that it used a narrator. Now I know it was based on a book, but plenty yeah. of plenty of movies use a narrator. Yeah. Hear me yeah, out on this. It's always swinging um, miss. Yeah. Always well, hear me out on this. It is much easier to write a, anything, but particularly a movie script, if you're using a narrator. That doesn't mean you can't have good films that use narrator, and Martin Scorsese obviously the easiest example. Plenty of brilliant films, but he uses it... Stand like by he me. Uses it, yeah, exactly. He uses it to create things, to go above, and Wolf of Wall Street, perfect example, and all those sorts of movies that he just like adds stuff on top. Whereas this one, like, if you've got a bunch of people who've never written anything before, they use a narrator just because it's easier. And same thing with Ed Norton, which is easier to... And again, the inconsistency, exactly as you said. When it suited him, he used it. Other yeah, times the narration was so like, poorly used. And, like, but, and he would use it, like, he would use it to do, like, you know, Frank meant so much to me because he did this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, why not just have, like, a, him hit the opium scene, flashback to the nun beating the shit out of him, like... Or, and he or went, just, like, and show me that there's a connection between the characters. In the isolated introductory scene, show me it. Show me it throughout the scene in flashbacks. Just show me it through the actual plot of the film. Yeah. Just to turn positive for a second, how good was Bruce Willis in the like small part? Yeah, he was alright. Yeah, I thought he was. He's alright. To be honest, the the real big name actors in that, none of them really blew me away. Like even William Defoe's performance, I was like, "Eh," he's like. "Eh." Even Alec Baldwin's. Alec Alec Baldwin was probably the worst. The the second of the three things I liked. The best. The best actor in that film was Michael. Michael 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 Caine. He was the second. Dude, he knocks out the park in everything I've ever seen him in. He was the second of the three things I liked, and to use Bill Simmons, like he's a true scenery in every scene, and like. He's so good in that too. Oh, yes, oh, he's so good. It must be because he's a brilliant actor, but he, he is. Fun, he is a fucking brilliant great. actor. I hate to go back to the Chinatown well, but when <laughs> not good. yeah, when um, <laughs> Alec Baldwin was doing his "I'm a bad guy" monologue type thing, <laughs> I just like I just got to flash the Chinatown scene where Jake Giddis is just like, <laughs> "Why are you doing all this?" And he, like, his answer was literally just like, "Because I can more yeah, power." Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And that was his whole justification. Everyone becomes respectful, Mr. Giddis. Yeah. Around long enough. <laughs> and it's just like, that response was just way better than yeah. his entire monologue. Just kind of like, you know, I'm building a legacy. I can, yeah. I can make the... T- the yeah, yeah, I'm surprised that Goldwyn's character didn't call him by the wrong name or something. Just, you know, further homage and to And, like, Willem Dafoe... Every scene is the exact same scene. Yeah. Like he literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. his diet was like, "Don't try to stand." Yeah, like, his character, like, his character was just uh, like, I was like, you could have like not even had that character in the movie. It's just, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> ratings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the third thing I liked was the the scene in the jazz. Yeah, that was the best that scene in the film, probably. 
Maybe it was just because I liked the music, but but nah, there was a bit going on. There was a cool. tense scene. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I liked that. Those are the three things I liked. Mark Hayward. Oh, oh, oh. So there's a couple of things I didn't like. Again. <laughs> good. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, we, like, we'll get to the things we don't like. Even the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> even the car chase at the start <sighs> was just so unentertaining. Yeah, <sighs> this was, I was like, okay, no, so, okay, no, sorry, you flushed no, that you out. No, 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 no. Okay, that's well, that's actually an intro to what I wanted to say that I haven't said yet. I forgot. Okay, the main thing that Chinatown, Chinatown does so well, and we had to go back to it every time, but it's like any good noir film, Maltese Falcon's the same. It builds suspense throughout the film, and it builds suspense without having a ridiculous car chase or whatever. You could have a car chase where the cars aren't even moving at a fast speed, someone's just being followed. Yeah. But the suspense that's created throughout the film draws you in so much. I just didn't feel drawn in at any point in the film, and it didn't build suspense at any point in the film. So when, you, when there's no suspense being created, there's no real um, benefit in me being invested in the plot unfolding and finding out the answer. Like, I kind of just wanted it to be over. Just like, tell me who did it, tell me why, and we'll get it down. With Chinatown, you don't even realise, really, like, how the plot's unfolding until the answer's at the end. And, and you almost over. don't want to because you want it to keep going. Yeah. You're like, don't give me too much info. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and to me, that, that's actually a reflection of the direction of the film in that he's just not good in creating tension in the scenes where he's photographing people, he's watching people. There's that scene where um, he's standing on the corner of the building yeah. and he's just watching... Like, that scene, I was just like, these two... I don't even feel like he's in danger right now. I don't feel like they even are talking about anything controversial that they would be worried about being watched. It just created no atmosphere. The, and, and maybe that's just the same stroke as not creating a New York City atmosphere. It's just like, the film had no atmosphere. It yeah. suffered a lack of atmosphere. I guess because of that, there's no payoff at the end. It's just, we're like, Absolutely. just watch this thing happen and now it's done. That's fine. Another, <clears throat> another bad thing was the flashbacks to the Bruce Willis, you know, thinking about things in your head, like... Remember what I said. Remember what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The remember that what I bad. said over that and over. was bad. Oh. Yeah, that was like, I was like, does the character also have autism? And like... <laughs> I think the one thing the one thing we need to uh, flesh out for the pod, Zan, is that you, I think you need to highlight that you hadn't seen this film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, oh, none yeah, of us, none of us have previously of us, seen this film. The reason I picked this, this film is because I, I I'd, I'd seen the poster. I like Edward Norton. I think I think he's great in a bunch of films that he's uh, been in. I uh, saw so it was his. Uh, he wrote, directed, and acted. I was like, you know what? I want. I'm, I'm intrigued. No one had seen it, and so. This is a contrast, con- yeah, contrast with all the other films that are picked. I had seen those. This one I hadn't seen. Did still know, a bad pick. I'm not, know I'm not letting you I picked the Nightingale without having seen it. That was great. Yeah, look, sometimes they pay off, yeah. sometimes they don't. Yeah, look, um, I'd actually heard some good things about this film. Renzo, Lorenzo liked this film, I remember. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think he loved it, but I remember he said like he thought it was a good film. Well, and also, if I, if, I, if I see Edward Norton, Passion Project, and Edward Norton, Fingerprints All Over It, like, like I said at the start of the pod, I was pretty interested to see it. Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling pretty vindicated about it. Yeah, it certainly didn't do... Yeah, I mean, we can run through his catalogue if you want <laughs> and why he's such a good actor. Of, of, yeah, well, as I said, don't like his acting, but I can see the appeal, but he's film what, writing. What have you seen that he's in that you didn't like? Uh, <laughs> everything. Um, it's in Birdman? Oh, no, but I don't mind his movies. I just don't like him. Because a person, morally? <laughs> yeah, evidently. He's so left, you know okay. that, right? I could, just, I could just sense that he was a bad screenwriter. 
Jeff. Yeah. Um, you could sense he was a bad screenwriter. It's bad time. Oh. Um, you really milked I don't know. I mean, I think, I think some of the parts of the film were predictable in the sense of him being an overindulgent psychopath. And I think some of the films did reflect that. Like, if, if, the ca- if, if Edward Norton's character in Birdman wrote a script, this hit some of the notes, that's for sure. Um, oh, oh, hold on. One <laughs> yeah, yeah, How bad was the wife character? I mean, I know she was like oh, supposed oh, to be bad. What was the acting was so bad as oh, well. And, like, and were we... Were Dude, there... she's the chick from um, yeah, yeah. the um, all the ones. 40-year-old version or whatever she yeah. is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knocked up? Shut up, tell us what. That's the French tar. Yeah. yeah. Get some fucking yeah. French tars. But, like... The, Did you have shellfish? The whole, you know... <laughs> the whole, like, are they... So we know she's a good actress. The whole, are they having an affair? Like... Oh, like, like, and then it cut to him like he was smart for figuring out. I'm like, no, everyone, yes, in, the room, get, like, everyone in the room now had a fucking that phone call. And you're like, yeah. and I also think that like they could have. D- that's a good, a good race because they could have done so much more with that guy's character. Yeah, yeah. Like to yeah. me, it was just like it was something that was uh, dropped at the start, and they could have made it so much. Yeah, that he was really dark. Or didn't, and there's oh. like this one fight scene at the it end. It was obviously gonna fuck him over, but yeah, it was yeah. so poorly executed. Yeah, but it was so. I reckon, I reckon there probably were a whole bunch of scenes, and Ed Norton saw him like that's too much attention on him. They're getting cut. Oh, <laughs> <So laughs> me, this yeah, is my yeah. fashion project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I don't want it to be too long. <laughs> yeah. Ed Norton deliberately is giving people shit lines. Yeah, like, yeah. He's like, okay, we'll just like, I'll do the exact same thing again. <laughs> <laughs> but you nailed it the And this scene I'm going to look really tall You're really on edge <laughs> Yeah He's like, I'm going to sit in a box In this scene <laughs> And like the, the The big guy Body man Like the The heavy I'm like Come on let's do something with this Yeah Maybe dude yeah He stuff. wasn't intimidating at all I was like how, kick how, him down the stairs yeah, How quickly did he Just yeah. get knocked, knocked out Yeah kick done. him down the stairs Most disappointing boss fight I've ever seen Oh yeah it Just Yeah um Yeah No uh, I did like the um the shorter guy, the shorter guy that the was henchman. Yeah, yeah, he was good. But again, he I, gave, used... no, 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 I, I wasn't talking about him. I did oh, like him too. But I was talking about the, the guy who was helping out Edward on the start that got beat beat up. And I was like, now, like now, nah, nah. nah. I, didn't like him. I thought he was another like yeah, one yeah. dimensional. He like, seemed he like someone who'd only done TV or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, here's, here's another point. Like, <laughs> I didn't know. This is good. We need a, we need at least forty five minutes. I didn't know ninety five percent of the characters' names. Yeah, and that's because they weren't interesting. And I just didn't care about them. So when they do things like, for, so for example, which was the one on the inside at the end? The guy with, like, the... Which, Tony. Is it the guy who was smoking, the other guy on the board, or was it his muscle guy? Who was the one who was in on the... was helping Alec Baldwin. No, who's the one who double-crossed Alec Baldwin and is on all the contracts? Actually, the Lieberman. He was the... See, the guy with the... Was the, the one that the was mayor, talking... The, no, was the, small the one, one next to the man. The one who was on the board. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, right. Wasn't yeah, the, the one on the board. I have no idea what's going on. But yeah. yeah, like, like those. Thing, when it came out that he was yeah. double crossed, I was like, "Who gives a fuck?" Like, <laughs> yeah, right, like, how oh. much longer? Is this? <laughs> oh, okay. One thing I love: the swimming scenes, the scenes in the bath, the scenes in the bathhouse, the swim pool, yeah. like that. Yeah, the aesthetic of that. If they could have just found and uh, Alec Baldwin, fuck, he's a good swimmer. I'll tell you what. And the scenes in the library, if they had just found more places from 1940 in New York and set it inside more I feel like they would have added a, had yeah. a lot more atmosphere and it, it's just it, yeah it's just lost all atmosphere on the how do we yeah. um, how do we feel about the I've got a drop box at the train station oh, plot device oh what is this rat race fucking like yeah. <laughs> rat race 
elite. And like, um, it, it had nothing really to do with his investigation. It was like, yeah. I've done a bunch of this in- investigation. I've left you to the train station. <laughs> yeah, here's, here's just all the information yeah, you, yeah. Have, you don't know. Hand, like, and I should, yeah, yeah, you've and done, that's the important information. You've, you've done everything. Everything you've done has meant nothing. Yeah, all you have to remember was that all oh, the hat was important. Yeah, you know, it literally was. Yeah. The, my like, last dying words, yeah, they might have helped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they seen. actually could have been the second scene in the film. Yeah. The second scene in the film, he remembers it's in the hat he goes to, you know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, yeah, and then the investigation went from there, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you don't have Willem Dafoe doing a, like a massive exposition dump at the end, just like. Yeah. And that's the, because the thing I mentioned yeah, we earlier. Right. The thing I mentioned earlier about how it missed heaps on the institutional racism thing and the whole housing aspect of it. It's just like the other reason why that was really important. I imagined in the original novel is that it doesn't matter that Alec Baldwin's character is racist. Like, that adds nothing to his character. It doesn't improve or it doesn't make you engage more or think of him as more evil or anything because the, the reason that that would have been a powerful character is that it's a reflection of the approach towards the housing. Yeah, it's, it's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, fit, uh, a physical embodiment of the state and the bureaucracy. Yeah. Yeah. Which wasn't addressed. Yet. No. So, like, throughout the movie, they did these little, like, one second cuts to just like things that I think Edward Norton was looking at around the room. Do you guys like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I feel really? like what? See that added to my like autism take. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, nothing. Give an example, sorry. What? So like there would be like him sitting in her bedroom and just like it cut to the of the dresser. And like, he'd look at the telephone or yeah, look at the dresser. Cut, or cut to the dresser. Did, for two I didn't even remember that. Yeah. No, no. This is not particularly noteworthy. I was just like, so that happened. I want to say at least like six times. It happened in a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah. right. So like, I want like, is it showing that he's like, like has a lot of attention to detail? And like, this is the thing. It's like he's he's an investigator. Like that could have been really cool if it was done with like a functional purpose Mm. in the movie. But it just things linked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or like in one of them, he noticed something, but we didn't see it because it was real quick, and then he remembered it later. Like because he did the flashback to his memory a bunch of times. That could have been one of the memories, but there was no functional purpose to it. I just kept seeing these like two seconds. We're looking at like nothing, like but like it could have been cool, but there was nothing. There was no. There was no. There's no payoff on it. There was nothing in there. So why was it in there? I also think that's one of the longest films I've ever seen where none of the characters get a rope. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that was the other. He got a snuggle. Obviously, it, obviously, I guess it sort of culminated at the end. I suppose it was it was the the driving factor in the conclusion to the thing. But his relationship was just like yeah, there, there was we could have done without it. Like he could have, yeah. you know, <laughs> every single person's you know, comment on this was like we could have done without this. <laughs> yeah, like, film could have been half an hour. We should rewrite it. It's like the film was all about Bruce Willis for the first half. Drop that. Yeah, tra- yeah transition yeah. into the relationship part. Yeah. to to get to the conclusion. and then solve the plot. <clears throat> yeah. Can we fucking just end this pod? Like, I got nothing. I mean, okay, yeah, let's do ratings. Yeah, we'll do ratings. But like, I'll see where we're at. But let's, 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 start. let's get. Um, I think short show. Dan, would you like to start us off, Matt? Yeah, that's fine. I, I mean, I threw out four early. I don't know if that's being a bit generous. <laughs> Two and a half. But like, I didn't. I didn't. You know, I didn't. I wasn't interested. I wasn't engaged. But I didn't. I certainly didn't enjoy it. But I didn't like. It definitely wasn't as bad as idiocracy. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hate it. Well, I mean, fair point about idiocracy. Like idiocracy, the latter part is really like okay. At least if we did but, a pot on idiocracy, we could talk about some things. Yeah. We still got time if you want to like, yeah. take a hard pick. Yeah. yeah. Everyone pick your favorite Edward Norton film and then rate this film. <laughs> um, do you want to do the Edward Norton conversation? I want to litigate why you hate him so much. I don't know. I've seen Edward Norton's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you seen Final Fear? 
We'll do it afterwards. Um, I'll, 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 I'll stick with four because, like, I, 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 you know, I didn't make me heal. I didn't Rounders. hate it. Rounders. Um, yeah, maybe said that. I'll give it a bit like, you know, there, are, there, are, there are a few things I liked about the movie. The, as I said, the reporter angle was kind of cool. Michael Hay Williams was kind of cool, and Jazz was kind of cool. That, that's. And then what was the fourth thing you guys said that I said I liked? The pool scenes. The pool scenes. The pool scenes. <laughs> he gets one point for each. Wait, that, that, four. that one scene. That one, so four wasn't the original good call. <laughs> yeah. That one scene where he got Alan Baldwin's shadow over the, uh, what was it, the department of whatever it was. Oh, yeah, the Bureau. Bureau. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, look, I think this film... Even gonna... then, I thought that was a bit contrived. Yeah, like, yeah there was, is that shadow even possible? Yeah. I think this film, uh, it suffers from a few things. It suffers from the fact that Alec Baldwin's wife has lied about her ethnicity <laughs> for the last decade. And that actually really bothered me throughout the film. Um, that Alec Baldwin is playing a racist and he could never be a racist because he's dating a woman who claims to be Spanish for the last decade. Um, yeah, look, I ca- uh, if, if looking at the goalposts, if Good Times is a 6.5 and... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have um, what did I... What did, what did I give Starship Troopers? Does anyone remember? No. Because no. I actually think I enjoyed Starship Troopers more. Oh, definitely. Than that. So... I think if uh, I think I gave Starship Troopers like a five or a six, so uh, that might have to that might actually have to be a four, because I, I, whilst it had elements that I enjoyed it, I will never watch that movie again. No. I won't recommend that movie to anyone, no. and I'm also not sure there was enough in it for me for it to get over the pass mark. Yeah. So I'm going to give that a four as well. I think four's fair. Yeah, if it's it's so it's so hard. It's like is is zero like a complete unwatchable film. Or is it just a film that is completely uninteresting? What it is, is what is the level like? Yeah, I'll say if Chinatown's Town's a ten, that's a four. It's, and I think you're right. I think you're right in the sense of a pass mark is five. Yeah, and this certainly doesn't have a pass mark. No, so <laughs> yeah, that was that was below my expectations. I was disappointed in the end result. I there were things about it that were like this is a this is a film with. <laughs> A budget and stars in it and could have been released at cinemas and you know it's not like it's not it's not a home movie you know like so and saying, i think you're saying you want to go to the cinemas and watch this oh, no. i've seen Dolph Lundgren straight to dvd movies even better than that <laughs> yeah that's a good point actually. so i think i think and it's it's not necessarily that anything is bad about it it's just that it just nothing hit yeah the spot, i agree know? with that yeah and so I think I'm going to give it, yeah, I'll give it a three and a half. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel, I feel like those rankings were brutal in the, because of what you just said, and that, like, it didn't spectacularly fail, it just yeah. didn't really do the things it was trying to do well enough. And unfortunately, Edward Norton's going to be rated high, because I do like him as an actor, and I expected more. Real quick, though, what did we think of his performance in this? Aside, with the, it was good. With the ticks aside? Yeah, besides the Tourette thing, I liked it. It was okay. It, it wasn't was, his best. Yeah. I liked it. It wasn't his best. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. It's fine. His character is not really memorable. Apart from the ticks, it's not really memorable for me. No. No. At all. Yeah, look, at this no. point, the ranking feels meaningless to me, so I'm just going to say five, just so it averages out to four. But, yeah. You know, like, what did you give it three? Three and a half. Maybe I feel like it's a bit stiff. Maybe I'll just no, do it. No, 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 Watching that movie made me realise, like, fuck, good movie that you appreciate. Like, did I give yeah. Leon an 8? I should have given it a 9. If I Would you give eight. what an 8? Leon. I think I give Leon a 7.5. I maintain that. I think that's fair. No, the, only, the only rating in the whole history of this pod that I've 
regretted is I I think I should have gave good time to seven or seven point five or six point five. But I think I think all my other ratings. I told you that straight after. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, but I'm um, glad we got it on the on the. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, Uncut Gems still a nine, but yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, so next round we go back to Mr. McClymon who has picked. We're starting off with a fish called Wanda. A fish called Wanda, a lovely comedy. I'm glad we had that to cleanse the palate, though. Yeah. 